Hello everyone and welcome to The Way Podcast, Mind, Body, and Spirit. The Way is a community of believers established with the sole purpose of serving others. I will be your host, Doug Sauer, and each week we bring in key leaders of The Way to discuss healing of the mind, body, and spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ. All the members of The Way want to sincerely say thank you for listening each week and look forward to building a strong, positive, faith-based community together with you. And so, without further ado, let's join in this week's episode. How's it going, everyone, and welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sauer, and today we have a great episode ahead for you all. But before we dive into the show, this month's theme for The Way is all about their mission. So Sheila Mahler is going to give us a quick insight on what exactly that looks like and what we all can expect in the upcoming episodes. So Sheila, I will go ahead and turn the mic over to you and you can take it from there. So this rotation, we want to talk about our mission is really healing and evangelization. That's what Christians are supposed to do. That's what Christ did. We started the WAY program and this WAY podcast as a way to get this message out that we think that the healing of the world is going to come about through the healing of mind, body, and spirit. And when we put the podcast out, we had no idea what influence we were going to have on such a large scope. And we've had so many downloads and people reaching out to us from all over, you know, all over the place. And just recently, we were contacted by a physical therapist or a physio in Australia, who is both a DNS practitioner and a strong faith-filled Christian. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And before we jump into the episode, if you're interested in being a guest on the Way podcast, you can contact us on the Way Facebook page or on Instagram at the Way Mind Body Spirit. We're always looking for new information and new people to talk to. So, with all that said, let's jump into this week's episode. How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to the Way Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sauer, and today we have a special guest on the show, all the way from Australia, actually Brisbane, Australia. Mr. Ryan Craig, and as always, Sheila Mahler. How are we doing today? Hey, Doug. Okay, so Ryan, why don't you go ahead and give the listeners a little background about yourself and actually how you found the Way Podcast to begin with? Yeah, yeah, I'm a long way away from you guys. Pretty much searching for some DNS content online. I'm quite passionate about the DNS stuff. I'm a physiotherapist in Australia in Brisbane, and yeah, across your podcast, and it stood out to me just because I noticed that you were a faith-based organization as well. I'd never seen that combination before, and it was really surprising, kind of shocking. I was like, wow, there's a DNS group yeah, who advocate for that as a approach in movement, rehab, and performance and stuff, but also have this kind of basis in faith. And I was just like, wow, that's so striking that I had to reach out. That's awesome. I'm so glad you did because it's such a logical combination, but I don't know about anybody else who's really doing it this way. I mean, just the fact that DNS was sort of uncovered in God's plan for movement, you would think that it would be more of a draw for faith-based organizations. Yeah, it's a good match. Possibly it resonates with people who have a faith and kind of use that as a basis for their thinking and approach to research and even approach to the way they do things with clients. But you're right, it matches really well because it's, yeah, the study of the way that we learn to move without any input from man. It's just that God-given kind of program. And so, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I guess it's from my faith of has really fueled a lot of my, it has been what made DNS really click for me. So I think that's, yeah, really well said. Yeah. I think like the biggest reason that we wanted to have you on like immediately was 
Yep. You sent that message on Instagram, and then I saw a post you put about respiration and God's breath, you know, being breathed into us and, and how we're connecting with every breath. It was such a beautiful quote. I don't know if you wrote that or if you found that somewhere. I think I just quoted Genesis in there, just about, you know, God breathed into the man, you know, yeah. gave us life. And then we was just talking about how, like, I've always loved that quote from Carl Lewis, which is like, unless breathing pattern is normalized, no other movement pattern can be. Right. And so breathing is so central to everything that we do, you know, in the word, God gave us that breath. And that's just like the one link that you can note in the scriptures. And yeah, so, and I think I was just talking about how the breath, the function of the diaphragm creates that pneumatic cushion that is the deep stabilizing system of the spine. Yeah. So for me, that was just like a really nice crossover. Right. But yeah, so thank you for reaching out. Thank you for having me on because yeah, it's something I'm pretty passionate about. Totally. And it's a, such a logical thing to combine. Number one, for people who aren't, you know, completely into DNS like we are, DNS is 100% based on the body's ability to regulate breath, either for respiring or for stability of the spine. So that's where your stabilizing power for the spine comes from your respiratory patterns. And so mm. most people in the Western world have it wrong. They have their respiration <coughs> patterns incorrect. And a lot of it has to do with the coaching, you know, that they've received. So, yeah, it's kind of that egotistical, like needing to look a certain way that gets us into the wrong patterns of breath that kind of wreck our power output and our stability of our spine. So it is really a logical connection between a faith in God having created this body, you know, and, and DNS exercise. Yeah. And so a lot of it is just kind of reactivating. Yeah, I think like the, the beauty of it is that we really come to appreciate that, I guess, with movement we're stewarding what we've been given so we like recognizing and understanding the movement system and how it works and then just stewarding it or using it the way that it was designed to be used and i think that's basically what the study of dns is or dynamic neuromuscular stabilization is really just another describing word for movement it's a really global approach to just understanding movement as a whole and yeah, or yeah. almost like if you're right, if that breathing pattern is off, it's just like re-establishing that pattern, like the way that inborn pattern in the central nervous system, kind of reactivating that more functional pattern to get everything working again. And there's just so many parallels. You can use so much natural biblical reasoning with it. Like, you know, another one is if that breathing pattern isn't normalized, no other movement pattern can be. Instead of addressing a lot of individual symptoms that come from that, it's like if you get to the root cause, you know, make the tree good, then you make the fruit good as well. Yeah, we had a DNS seminar here at the clinic not too long ago. And this young man, I, I don't know if he was still a student or if he was in practice, but he's a pretty young guy. He sneezed. And as I was walking around the corner, I said, God bless you. And I went around the corner. And this is a, in my gym. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. was that really necessary? And oh, I just thought, wow. Like you know, but well, it's just interesting how offensive religion can be to some people who are in science. And Sure. And it's such a sure. shame, you know, it's such a shame that people can't with humility approach, you know, the fact that you're meddling with a God made God designed system. And, and if wow. you don't consult the creator of the system, you're not going to be right. You know, you're not you're There's going to be some place where there's going to be a breakdown, don't you think? Oh, 100%. That's such a good point. It's like, why not consult the creator to give you direction in understanding the creation? And I think when we reject the creator and, you know, worship the created things instead my personal conviction is that we would start to go astray like i think if we do honor him even pray for wisdom on how to do science i think he is a powerful help in progressing even you know with your 
practice whatever it is like i think it's so important that we do include god in the professions yeah because yeah like i think you're right wisdom comes from him and when we shut him out i think yeah we go off track so we would do better to yeah be humble like you said and do both you know search out his creation from that scope and i think things just start to click more and make sense and like for example with the dns stuff and the study of movement we're gravitating toward that because we have that kind of quote-unquote holistic approach which i think faith in god allows us to have that holistic approach and seek out that kind of truth that's a good example we've got to allow god back into the movement professions i think man we really do what's it like because i know here you know and we're in the midwest the clinic where i work is pretty well established in dns the climate here i would say is like fair to partly cloudy as far as people's interest in hearing about faith (laughs) with, (laughs) with dns you know that it's like they're not really ready to tell you you're crazy, but the look on their face is sort of there, you know, like it's so <laughs> simplistic. And, it, you know, coming from me because I'm a trainer and not a doctor, yeah, you can just feel the disinterest, you know, in people when, when you want to talk about that. Anything, just the, the approach of wisdom, you know, like just asking for wisdom, not necessarily saying like, okay, I want to totally turn my will over to God with this patient, you know, and God's will be done in this patient's life. But just asking for wisdom in the morning time, you know, before you start your entire day, like, you know, yeah. asking for a bit of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. It's not popular here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh, in Australia. Oh, that's such a shame. Well, yeah, you, you guys are well established. Like you, you mentioned that you worked with Brett Winchester, who I know that he is one of the clinical educators for DNS worldwide. So and there's not yeah. too many of those. So you've obviously worked, you know, had some really good experience. I went to a Catholic university study physiotherapy and I became a Christian while I was there so I during my study had started to have all these questions about how do I integrate God into my practice how do I you know how do I have faith and also totally you know rely on science as well like this might sound a bit weird but it's like how if I believe that God heals if I believe in the gift of healing then how do I be a health professional if that makes sense you know because I do believe it's possible to, to pray for the sick I'm also just going to be, you know, be a health professional. So how does that kind of, where does that meet in the middle? You know, it's easy to swing the pendulum too far maybe. And you gave an example of like just going, God, I'm going to give you permission to just direct me totally with every client or something. And I think God kind of tempers you along the way. Like, yeah, so to kind of get to that point, I think it is important that we can allow God into our professional lives as much as possible and i think as that happens it doesn't have to look weird or wacky i think that he can give us so much wisdom to just even even just to direct us to look into certain things like i i think that part of the reason that i found dns is because at the start of my career i really prayed and said well god i want you to use me as a physio and teach me to be a good physio and teach me to really help people if i didn't have that impetus from him or his leading i don't think i would have stumbled across that more functional living approach that includes DNS, but also other like-minded things. Like initially it was like functional movement systems and Gray Cook who spoke with these great, you know, natural metaphors and had this great natural reasoning, things that clicked and made sense to me. You know, that kind of approach was just really highlighted to me, like the R2P stuff, the rehab to performance group that tries to really encapsulate that whole functional approach and all the different systems that are available in that. I guess I'm just saying, I feel like God's directed my whole focus and given me that as a focus. Yeah, I was going to say that movement to performance that you're talking about for people who aren't really in this world that we work in, that's all about functional movement, which is what we talk about quite a bit. So functional movement or functional strength training, 
meaning, you know, you don't just do an exercise because they've been doing it since the 70s. You do an exercise only if it makes you better in life, work, or sport. So it has to be a normal, natural, physical movement to be considered functional movement. Functional movement is really a movement in your profession, right? Because there are a lot of people who practice physical therapy or personal training or strength coaching who don't, you know, who don't know about it or who aren't willing to look into it. Uh, Like you said, it is a blessing when you get directed to the good stuff early in your career. It's huge because you could practice for 10 or 15 years with dated material, you know, that a lot of people are doing and then stumble upon this and think like, man, I wish I would have known about this, you know, back when I could have been helping a lot more people. Yeah, it is a blessing. I think I was, when I met Brett and started doing all this, I was already 40 years old. So had already been training for a really long time. And there's a big difference between being a good Christian who goes to church on Sundays and also is a physical therapist and keeps those two things separate. And then like when I read your quote on Instagram, I just knew you kind of felt the way we did that to be a saint in the modern world means to never think of yourself as a separate person who could separate your mind from your body, from your spirit. You're all one being, yes. which means at work, yes. yeah, at work, you're a spiritual being, you know, at church, you're a physical being, you're, you're always all one being, you know? Yes. And I think it, we're such a divided world, you know, we're so willing to go to the gym and work out in ways to look hot and be angry about whatever is wrong. And then go to church on Sunday, forget all that for an hour. And then as soon as you get in the parking lot, you know, you're ticked again or, I mean, I think that's the world, at least that's the world we live in. I mean, I think it is the modern Western world, right? Yeah. I mean, you're asking about the climate over here. I think it's all very similar. Yeah, you're right. I think there's a lot of divide. I'm with you in terms of just wanting to see a more well-rounded maturing into Christ. Like I love the the way mind, body, spirit thing. I know that the, the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association, originally had that focus as well. It was just trying to really get people onto this idea that it's, you know, in, in the churches, it was this real focus on spirituality, but they kind of shunned physical things. They kind right. of said that's kind of that's kind of carnal, that's kind of like a fleshly endeavor. They were really pushing for this understanding that we should be well-rounded, we should embrace, you should be able to think, you should be able to go to work and really apply yourself as a professional in that sense, and you should be able to do it from a Christian basis. It doesn't have to be separate, and you should understand your body and be able to steward that as well. Yeah, and I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think like we, we are really struggling right now with, you know, racial divide. And that's what we've been talking about the yeah. last couple of weeks. I do really feel strongly, well, all of us on the way do, that if you don't come to terms with your own personal egocentricity, like for that young man to have said, was that really necessary? Okay. If he didn't believe in God, he could have totally kept that to himself. It was important for him to say that out loud, you know, in front of a group of people. So that's yeah. a huge ego trip, right? <laughs> But I think the same goes for people when they're evangelizing, you know, they just want to argue with you until you say, okay, okay, you're right. Sorry, I wish I wouldn't, you know, and and the truth is, until you come to terms with your own egocentricity, either your your fear and worries about not being good enough physically or, or smart enough or holy enough, you know, until we all come to terms with that, we're all going to kind of be jerks to each other, you know, and I I feel like in the climate of I mean, and especially in the functional training movement, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ego there. You know, there's a lot of really smart people and a lot of, there's just a lot of ego. And so I think that is, there's really an opportunity for some of us to get right in our own hearts and be willing to be humble, you know, and, and walk into a situation and not, like you said, it doesn't have to be hokey because we're Christians and we have a faith base to us. We don't have to sound ridiculous or like Doug talks about, like that preacher guy that you just have to want to walk away from, you know, you don't have to sound that way. 
And you don't have to be angry. You don't have to be trying to talk people into things. But if you have the right center, like if you have a powerful diaphragm, if you understand what the core and focus really should be, then you can be so dynamic. People want to know what you got, (laughs) you know, and I'm sure that's the only way to sell it, right? Absolutely. And it can be a real challenge when you're evangelizing and things to do it in the right spirit, you know, because you've got what you know is the truth. And that's an absolute objective truth. Like, uh, you know, we believe that that is the right way and it can be. But but if we say it in a way that isn't loving, it's wrong. Like it's got to be in the right spirit. So that's a real challenge in evangelism. But it's almost like we've got certain standards in the church. Like we become really sensitive to that as Christians. And we're like, oh, okay, we want to yeah, make sure that we're loving people as best we can in the church. But then we have separate standards when it comes to being a, a health professional. It's almost like I don't have to be as retrospect as a health professional. That's how I found myself kind of thinking when I should be. So what I mean is like that ego word that you said, I kind of check my ego more as a Christian than I do as a physio, which probably isn't a good thing. So again, it's just that divide that's there. It's like I've got to really work on my character in my Christian walk, but not as much when I'm talking with other professionals about ideas and things. So I think that's a really good point. We need more of that humility in our profession. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, looking over your bio, it looks like while you were studying for your bachelor in physiotherapy, it looks like you Mm. said that you you and a friend of yours started an on-campus church called Alive ACU. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we did. We started a church called Alive ACU. And I was co-founder, but I think a lot of the impetus came from my friend because he was actually the fellow that got me saved. So I met this guy who was, I'd say, second-year physio, and he'd sit next to me in classes and then, you know, tell me about what he did on the weekend, went to church, and try to share a few scriptures and things with me or or try to, I don't know, just try to, try to annoy me with evangelism. And eventually I started listening to him, and so he was really important in me finding a relationship with God and coming to church and, yeah, and accepting a faith and, and then running with it since then. So his, his name is Josh Walker another physio here in Australia. And so, yeah, so we just kind of went from there and opened up a church. We were just, I think it was twice a week, we'd have a meeting at lunchtime and like we had a very friendly university. We went to a Catholic university. Yes, that made things really easy for us, gave us a room to set up in. We were allowed to just outreach to some of our friends. We had like a specific day where the uni had a kind of an events day where we set up a stall and got to just evangelize to whoever would hear us. And pray for anyone who needed it. Yeah, we're able to, yeah, kind of cultivate a small student community. And yeah, so that was kind of my big experience there for me with that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, for sure. That is cool. Do you have your own practice there? No, I don't. So I'm in my fourth year out of uni and practicing solo is something that I want to do in the future, but not at the moment. So I'm just working in private practice at the moment. Okay, so your clientele base, what type of clients are you working with? Are you working with athletes or are you just working with injuries? Yeah, Uh, so working with basically a whole range, but I would say the majority aren't athletes. The majority are just office workers that have a, you know, a weekend sporting endeavor that they do or just office workers that are a bit out of shape and are in pain. I would say that's mostly like kind of semi-active people or, you know, definitely not professional athletes, but just Proactive people in pain, I guess, <laughs> who need the help of a physio every now and then. That's pretty much people that I see. Okay. That's a big part of the world. <laughs> That's a big part of the world, yeah. 
And they're always the most enjoyable people to work with who are, you know, proactive, who have that bent toward achieving something, like whether it's a crossfitter or, you know, indoor soccer thing on the weekend or whatever. You know, people that have goals, but yeah, I haven't done a heap of work with professional athletes or anything. But yeah, you're right. It's a big chunk of the world that are active, but don't have the best understanding of their body and end up in pain and need some help every now and then. Yeah, I had shared previously on, I don't know, a couple of different podcasts of when I was competing as a professional fighter, the amount of power that I was just able to find 15 years of training that just mm. with Sheila within like six months just was pretty incredible. So I was definitely all about the DNS approach and Brett is absolutely amazing. So it's definitely a good group to be around. When you learn how to use the diaphragm properly and you learn about ideal joint centration, like how to really posture yourself, just when you get some of these basic things right and have that improved understanding, yeah, you do get these kind of significant changes in the way your body feels to move. I feel like when you get the basics right, when you understand intra-abdominal pressure and how to posture yourself, you can really fill in a lot of the gaps yourself. You can really start to direct your own movement practice. Like you can understand how to hold your shoulder joint when you're doing a certain exercise. And so you can learn how to train specific joints better. And yeah, I think that's the beauty of it is when you get the first principles of the movement, when you have that, you can really go out and explore more on your own. You become a lot more autonomous in a way. Yeah, I think the same. And it's so many parallels with the DNS and the faith walk, but it's the same idea. You know, if, if you really have the truth of Christ and you really have the truth of this faith walk, you don't have mm. to be so worried about every little thing, you know, and scrupulous about every little activity. You know, you can have a little trust and the same thing with your body. You know, if you understand diaphragmatic pressure and you understand joint centration, which just means how your body would be if your spine was correct, that's joint centration basically. And once you understand that, what that feels like in your body, yeah, you're just safe, right? You just can trust that you're going to do the right thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like it gives you confidence, you know, that you've got that good basis. And because you, otherwise you'd probably get these kind of random worries. Like when people don't understand their bodies, it's like, if I lift that, I might hurt myself. I don't know. Like, yeah, they could have those fears, like you're saying. So when you have just a nice, solid understanding of what your capacity is and how to posture yourself, it gives you a lot of that confidence. Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about that, right, Doug, the last couple of weeks, that yep. confidence that comes from the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, that whole mm. whole parallel, yeah. Amen. Sheila, you were mentioning scientific people can be pretty timid when it comes to trying to integrate their faith into what they do on a daily basis, and I think that's really true here as well. You know, like the DNS rosary, for example, I kind of had to check myself and be like, is that cool, like, in terms of, like, that was stretching my comforts a little bit, although I love the idea, but I had to check myself because I thought like, I think a lot of other people might see that as a little bit a stretch to do a spiritual yeah. practice with a movement practice. And I think that barrier probably comes from the church as well, because I think when we're worshiping in church or when we're doing spiritual things, I think we're pretty hesitant to join that with a specific structured like movement practice. I think that would be like a new concept. Right, But you were just touching on like, it is a challenge to get rid of those divides and do something that's, you know, mind, body, spirit, all in one. And I think that people in the church might have some fear about, oh, what's DNS? Or people in the movement profession probably have some fear of like, oh, we don't want to add in some God thing. Like, what does that even look like? And you've got to do it really wisely and with good balance, but it's a beautiful direction and a beautiful thing to do. And I think, yeah, combining a DNS movement practice with meditative prayer is a really powerful thing. So 
we just go from snapshot to snapshot. We start in a in just a prayer position, you know, like a three-point position resting. Every decade of the rosary, we go to like an oblique sit, and then we do like a bear position, and then we do like a tripod position, and just really slow. You know, the movement's really slow. Yeah, beautiful. Just, yeah, yeah, focusing on the movement and focusing on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are doing a, yeah, it's a great thing to have a group that's kind of advocating for both of those things and even joining them together where it's appropriate. And I think that can have a powerful impact on how we innovate in the movement profession. So keep it up. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. If anything new in your life comes around and you want to get it out to the world, please reach out because we'd love to have you back. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to chat with you guys again. So, yeah, I'll keep that in mind and feel free to reach out anytime. That's All right. Good. Have a great day, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Bye, Doug. Thank you. Okay, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and was able to take away a little inspiration to add to your day. Make sure to connect with The Way on Facebook and Instagram at The Way Mind Body Spirit. The Way podcast is now available on all listening platforms where podcasts can be heard. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified each week when a new episode is released. Also, it would be greatly appreciated if you left us a five-star rating and positive review as that helps the podcast grow and, and reach more and more communities. And if you have a friend that you think may enjoy these shows, make sure and share it with them as well. So with all that said, we hope you all have a great day and we will talk to you soon.